Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, guys. Just a little editor's note here before the episode starts. I literally talk in the intro about how I re-recorded the intro because it sounded like I was underwater. And... It still kind of sounded like I was underwater um, and I didn't realize. So there's a couple clips throughout the episode where the audio is a little bit fucked up. Okay. If we're being honest, it's fucked up. Um, but I tried my best to kind of fix it a little bit. I'm not an audio engineer. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But um, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that is what I want to say. Um, but I still hope you enjoy this week's episode and I'm just going to get into the intro now. Hi besties! Welcome to episode 5 of season 2 of Mood or Vibe. Hope you're all well. Um, I'm going to tell you a little secret. I'm actually re-recording this intro. Which is embarrassing. I try not to re-record things, but you know, sometimes life gets in the way. And the first recording of this literally sounded like I was underwater. And like I could have uploaded it, but I was like, you know what? Let's not do that. Because it like the audio difference between like the first intro clip and like the body was like not the vibe. So we're restarting fully. Um, but yeah, anyways, I uh, had a great vacation. I've had a good week. I'm doing delusion week, but I don't like using the word week. I'm doing like delusion life, which is like a TikTok trend, but it's basically you like gaslight yourself into being the person that you want to be. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, oh, I'm going to be that person one day or, oh, I wish I was this successful, whatever. You just decide that you're already that successful and like already where you want to be. So I'm like waking up at 730. I'm like reading my book for 10 minutes a day. I'm like walking everywhere, really focusing on being on time. I go to sleep before 11 p.m. Like I'm really doing that. I'm eating whole foods and like a lot of vegetables. Um... So yeah, like I'm really kind of thriving right now. It's only been a week though, so like don't get too excited. But it's it's nice and I'm enjoying it so far. And it feels good to be doing like positive changes in my life. So that's nice. Um, what else? Oh, I didn't even like like post at all about the new podcast episode and you guys still listen to it. So that's nice. Um, shows that my marketing is doing nothing. So let's maybe... It's showing me that maybe I should try a new tactic with that to reach a larger audience, which is always fun for me to try out. Like, honestly, that's what this podcast is to me. Like, it's me just, like, trying things out. So that's interesting. Um, But yeah. Oh, one thing that I need to start implementing because of my delusion week, and it's, like, getting really rough, honestly. Um, So... Um, <laughs> I cannot fall asleep without some sort of sound. So a podcast, a YouTube video, um, a Netflix show, something. And it's because I literally cannot be alone with my thoughts. Because if my little brain in the dark and by myself starts having thoughts, it's game over. Like it's, 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 there's no winning in that situation. But I'm trying to like slowly wean off of having that because it's honestly just a crutch. It's like I should be able to fall asleep without having sounds 
and like be like overloading my brain um and i also have adhd so it's like my adhd brain is already like not stopping and then i also have like have to have a show or something and it's like it's so overstimulating like it's so bad for me so that's one thing i'm trying to change uh but you know it's baby steps you know what i mean at least i'm going to bed at 11 p.m at this point but anyways um last week's episode yeah thank you for listening to it i know it was just like a stream of consciousness from me but it was fun um this week I put on my researcher cap, okay? And I have brought to you guys, I have six pages of notes on a Google Doc because I, for, like, my ADHD, like, so, the second I have a thought that I'm going to do something and I'm, like, into it and it, like, also basically has to relate to me in some way, I, like, get, I, like, randomly get really into certain topics and this one I just, like, had this, like, click in my brain and I was like, I'm going to do that. So basically, you can see from the title of this episode, we are going to be doing a comparative analysis of digital dating in 2023. So this research is going to be both quantitative, quantitative and qualitative research based on my personal experiences, my friends' experiences, and also what you guys have given me insight on Instagram. Um, so if you don't follow Mood or Vibe Pod on Instagram, I do stories there with little question boxes sometimes, um, and you guys answer to those, and they were great. So, um, yeah, that's where I got some of the data from as well that we're going to be analyzing and com- and comparing and contrasting. Um, uh, but yeah, let's uh, also, it's like important to note, so I'm discussing specifically gen z but more of like the 18 to like 29 age demographic here and what it's like to be online dating um and have also like okay we'll get into it okay we'll actually get into it because we're going to do a full like overview of the market so off top we have tinder bumble and hinge as what i would say and my friends and you guys would say as the most recognizable dating apps for like i said 19 to 18 to 29 like gen z young millennial um demographic um and we're kind of the largest consumers of dating apps it's hard to say like i think uh, my data here shows like bumbles like 18 to 25 is like their biggest demographic and it's 13 percent of their users um Similarly, on Tinder, I think 60% of Tinder users are 35 and under. So we can say it's like, it's Gen Z millennial, but like young millennials that are using these dating apps. Um, And Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge are the most recognizable for our age demographic. Also, again, specifically where we are located. I'm located between Helsinki and Italy. But I've also lived in the Netherlands. So like I'm on that kind of part of Europe because in my market share research, Badu came up as a huge chunk of the market in Europe. But I'm going to be honest, guys, I've literally never met a single fucking person who has ever talked about having Badu, using Badu. I've never seen a person have Badu downloaded on their phone. 
like I I was just so baffled by seeing basically like the the data that I was reading it was like oh yeah tinder's big in the U.S. Badu is huge in Europe and I was like huge in Europe why have I literally like no one talks about Badu so I looked into their stats I looked on um what's the website called I looked at similar web just to see like their like traffic on like browser and the biggest country was Poland and then Brazil and then France and Argentina so I'm assuming that Badu is just big in um, South America because Brazil and Argentina like the fact that it's biggest in those and those countries have so many inhabitants makes you think um but yeah, they're, and also another interesting thing is that it said their biggest age demographic was 25 to 35, which I feel like is on the older spectrum in comparison to Tinder, Hinge, Bumble. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I've literally never heard of Badu. Like it feels stupid to overlook it, but like I've, I haven't even seen it advertised anywhere. Well, actually, now that I think about it, maybe I have seen it. Okay, can someone confirm this? Me, can someone confirm this as I'm the researcher here? Didn't, like, weren't some Viners sponsored by Badu? I swear. Because they, I think Badu was founded in, like, 2013-ish, like, same time as Tinder. Um, Makes you think. Uh, I think some Viners were sponsored by Badu. Because I've definitely heard about it before, but I literally did not think it existed. Moving on, um, let's talk about the top three, at least for Gen Z, and then we'll introduce a fourth contender later, okay? That'll be a little spice at the end of this. Um, so I wanted to start with like a little bit of like a historical overview and how in the past decade dating has like actually completely changed, um, and it's really interesting. So in 2013, Tinder launched and basically revolutionized casual dating um by simply like giving you the option to swipe right swipe right if you're interested and left if you're not now this was really unique because its predecessors like match.com or plenty of fish were basically this idea of like a matchmaker trying to connect profiles to each other that like would be compatible Whereas instead, Tinder basically simplified it and made it almost like a card deck, um, showed you a couple pictures of the person, and then you got to decide if you wanted to match with them or not. And then if they liked you back, you would be connected and would be brought into like a chatting space. Um, you know, so by simplifying it this much, studies have shown that Tinder really is less about long-lasting connections and more short-term hookup kind of connections. Whereas, again, its predecessors like Match.com, Plenty of Fish, OkCupid, whatever, um, were definitely stronger at making the long-term dating connections, okay? And what's interesting is that IAC, which is a company that owned Match.com, Plenty of Fish, and OkCupid, um helped fund tinder so basically by building tinder they like killed their own companies because tinder has just been basically it, i mean has crushed 
any dot-com dating because I, when's the last time you heard about someone using match.com plenty of fish or okay cupid you know what i mean like it's just about tinder now um so that that i thought was interesting that basically this company that owned all these dating websites invested into tinder and then tinder has just completely ruined their businesses makes you think um in 2014 now this is interesting badu founder his name is andre something he's a russian guy linked up with tinder co-founder whitney wolf heard who had stepped away from the company and they together so tinder co-founder and badu founder have come together and created bumble now bumble is interesting because um this was in 2014 by the way that bumble came along um it was really marketed as in quotations the feminist dating app because it basically gives women it no it doesn't give women it makes women make the first move giving them control over the chatting feature then so basically a guy can't message you unless you message them first which like I've used this app guys and I just like it's really hard to like rack my brain around the fact like how that makes it feminist but you know go off queen I guess um and yeah bumble's like the other interesting thing about bumble is the fact that it's been around since 2014 but in europe i remember when i moved to amsterdam then on the university campus there there started being stickers about bumble and bumble bff um and that was 2018 so it took them a while to then shift more into the european market but i think that they've done an okay job i still don't know many people that use bumble um but it makes you think you know what i mean it really makes you think <laughs> bumble has the the unique feature too that it does have the bff feature so for just making friends and friendly connections um which i think is quite interesting and it's it's a smart thing because it's like there's just so many like you know well i guess you can just like dm someone on instagram too and be like hey want to get a coffee because that happens a lot but that's one thing that differentiates bumble from the rest of them it's wannabe feminist and it has the BFF feature. So that's what it does. Um, but yeah, past like 2014, I mean, you can see like a real shift in people's attitudes towards dating, um, especially like a way like with Bumble and Hinge. Um, it's really shifted from like hookup culture of what these apps are for to more dating like it's definitely still you know there's a lot of casual dating in there but I think that the perception through Bumble and Hinge has adjusted people's ideas of what app online dating is compared to when Tinder first came out everyone was like this is just for sex because it has the distance and the whatever and the whatever another interesting thing here guys because now we're going to get into Hinge so um Hinge is also owned by IAC that owns Tinder and or invested in Tinder. I don't know if they own Tinder anymore. Sorry, guys. Um, but the original match.com, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish company. Um, and in 2017, they basically switched their entire branding to focus on long-term relationships. If you've ever seen a, a Hinge ad, it their slogan is the app that was made to be deleted, um, which I think is a smart slogan, but do I think it's true? No. <laughs>
Okay, we're going to do a couple more quantitative points until we get to qualitative and like the vibes here. But the dating Mac, the dating app market um, made $5.6 billion in revenue in um, 2021. And $3 billion of that was made by Match Group. So IAC that owns Tinder and Hinge. Isn't that crazy? Um, in 2021, over 300 million people are using dating apps worldwide. Um, and about 20 million people are paying for premium features. That's actually insane. Um, Tinder was the most downloaded app in 2021, followed by Bumble. And Tinder is the most popular dating app in the US, whereas Badu is the most popular in Europe. So key differences we really see with the apps. Bumble, women make the first move. Hinge, you get to see who's liked you, which I really do think like creates this like little like emotional thing in you where like you're almost instantly gonna like someone more knowing that they already like you, which I don't think the the, the other apps like grasp. And that's maybe also why it's a little bit, it has this like certain more level of emotion to it, which maybe does add to the idea that it's supposed to be a little bit more relationshipy. Um... And then you also, I mean, on Hinge, you also assume that it's less for hookups because of the marketing of the app. You would assume that people that are on the app are also looking for a relationship, but it's also 2023 and we're all fucking crazy. So you shouldn't actually assume that from the app, if you know what I mean. And key feature, unique feature of Tinder. I mean, they're the OG. They created swiping. Like they don't need, like they just have, they have the market share. You know what I mean? Like they don't need to have crazy unique features, but they do do like, they did that swipe night thing. They have these like polls that'll match you with people that put, put similar answers and stuff like that. Like they definitely do fun things, which I think is interesting. Now the, um, the little fourth that we're going to talk about is Raya or Raya, um, which is an interesting app because it's it's not marketed basically at all. And it's just like this kind of like ghost in the dating app scene of being like celebrities only. You need to have a certain amount of Instagram followers to get on it kind of app. Um, and I did a little bit of research on it. And there's about 15,000 active users on it, which is literally nothing compared to all the other dating apps we just discussed. Um, And less than 10% of applicants are accepted onto the app. Um, And a lot of people have talked about like, oh, you need to have a certain amount of Instagram followers. You need this, you need that. Um, Or that, oh, you need to get a referral from someone, all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know how much I can say, (laughs) but, um, I'll say I have, you can go look at how many Instagram followers I have and then understand that it's not about Instagram followers. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how to discuss it because I think that the app framework of it itself is genius. It's basically like tinder meets linkedin meets like there's this whole map feature as well that you can see people in your area instagram is linked super seamlessly you can make a playlist in it like it's it's a very unique app in the sense that 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It, it, it feels really luxurious when you're using it. It's also, it used to be... Actually, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on things I don't know about. Um, but it is, there is a monthly fee for it that is in the double digits. Um, whereas all the other apps we've discussed don't cost anything. Unless you want a premium version. So like a Tinder Plus that lets you change your um, location, hide your age, whatever. Um and it's 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 interesting. I've definitely seen some interesting people on it. Um the yesterday, I I'm also I might get in trouble for talking about this guy, so if I lose my um membership after this, just know I did it for you guys, okay? Um but I'm trying to think of who I've seen on there. The other day I saw I don't remember what his name is. Maybe it's good that I don't say it. Well, I mean, it's um the guy from White Lotus I saw on there. I don't know. It's an interesting app. And the reason I want to include it in this is because I genuinely think that it's great. <laughs> like, I genuinely really like it. Okay, but so now that we, like, understand the apps, um, I thought we could get more into my feelings slash my friend's feelings slash what you guys said Um on Instagram and the associated feelings we have to the separate apps and we can just like discuss a little bit. So basically, um, I had asked just like, what are your overall thoughts and feelings about dating? <laughs> like, and I got some fun responses. Basically, someone said hopeless. Um, so that's great. Someone also said that they feel like long-term healthy relationships are more desired now, which I think, again, we can see this shift happening specifically within the dating apps. Like I said, like Hinge and Bumble, I think are shifting more towards this like app that's meant to be deleted. Like it feels a little bit more genuine, whereas Tinder is literally sometimes it's a hellscape. Like the, the, the messages that I get on Instagram from guys that I don't match with on Tinder are psycho, are actually psycho. Maybe I'll post one of them onto the Mood or Vibe Instagram so you can see how disgusting some of the messages I get from these Tinder men are. But anyways, um, someone said I love dates because it's with different people I get to talk about myself and get free food. Slay. I've always talked, I mean, I've talked about this in the pod before, but the, ho- the whole best part about dating apps is actually going on a date with a person and just being able to like 
talk about yourself. <laughs> but it puts you outside of your regular um, environment. You really learn stuff about yourself and it's really great. Someone said, I have a love-hate relationship with situationships, um, which I think is also something that has brewed um, in this concept of casual dating. Because like I said, 10 years ago, you would maybe meet someone at a bar and then you'd go on a date and then you'd go on another date and then you'd like figure it out from there. Whereas now with dating apps and how we've kind of, I mean, we've definitely like made it very, very casual, which I do enjoy on one hand. And I also really do think that it's okay to be dating multiple people at a time and stuff like that. Obviously, if you're just honest about it with people, but I think that there's like, there's a balance between like seeing what's out there and then seeing what's out there, but then keeping everyone close just in case, which is what situationships feel like to me. Um, and I think that dating apps and how we've like gamified dating has really negatively affected um, kind of this, the, the, the regular kind of like regular, I'm putting that in air quotes. Maybe I should start filming the podcast because the amount of air quotes I've done today, like, let's figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting how, like, I, like, well, like one of the responses here on Instagram was like, love that long-term healthy relationships are coming back, which like, where are you finding these people? Let me know. Um, as if I'm capable of that. <laughs> Makes you think. Um, another interesting thing that people said was like that they don't even, they like that they haven't even gone on dates from Tinder. They just use it as like an ego boost to see that people like them, which I think is interesting. I also think COVID played a big role on how we see dating um, because for like two years, all of it was online um and it really like shifted our perspective on like that hence why situationship is even a fucking word now put that in the miriam webster dictionary please word of the year um but yeah i think ego boost like that's the the interesting thing is i have a lot of friends that are on dating apps but have literally never been on a tinder date like i'm like you've had tinder for a year and you've never met someone from tinder like, yes, let's be cautious. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's not put ourselves in dangerous situations. But why do you have the app then? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm very confused by that. Um, and I am the biggest advocate to get on a, get on a dating app and go on a date because I, it really pushes you out of your comfort zone and really like changes things. Me and my friends have discussed Tinder is a hellscape. We also live in Florence, Italy, where the men are just not, there's just not a great selection, I'm going to be honest. Um, Tinder here is a hellscape. Hinge, on the other hand, I think we can all agree, and by all of us, I mean me and my friends, that Hinge is the app that feels a lot more like <laughs> safe.com. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it feels a lot more... Uh, like a lot less hookupy. It feels a lot more like, oh, I could go on a date with this person, which is nice. Um, and Bumble. So I, I haven't had Bumble in a long time, guys, because I just think that, first of all, the app is ugly. Um, it's boring to use. I think that at least the places where I've lived, there haven't been that many users. And the whole concept of like feminist dating app is 
like sits with me wrong. Like it's like as a man, why are you downloading a feminist dating app? You know what I mean? <laughs> like on one hand, okay, yes, I do get a lot less like shitty conversation one-liner like conversation starter converse, conversation starter one-liners but on the other hand if you're giving me a shitty one-liner to start with that's like okay red flag number one strike one this probably isn't gonna go anywhere whereas like on a hit on bumble it feels like i'm just like delaying seeing red flags if you get what i mean Bumble BFF, though, I think is a smart concept, especially if you're like shy a little bit. Bumble BFF makes sense to me. That I will give to them, okay? Um, And then Raya, no one, the only thing I will say about Raya is that no one will message you on there. It's so wild. Like it's, it's a completely different thing. But um, its features are really interesting to me. Um, And the feeling of exclusivity is interesting uh, because I will say that, like, because basically the cards look similar to how they do on Tinder. Um, I don't think attractiveness at all plays a role on the app. You know, you think exclusive, you think the hottest people, you think Justin Bieber's on there, you think all these people are on there. Um, which, yes, all these people are on there, I can confirm that. But except for Justin Bieber, he's married, you know what I mean? But, like, all these people are on there. You can all, there's also a here just for friends thing on raya that's interesting um so even if you check the box that you're looking to date people you can still see you're still shown people that um are just there for friends so it's interesting oh my god i'm like running out of breath talking about this um but i haven't seen a clear difference in attractiveness across any of the apps that i've used which also makes you think Guys, I'm so into this episode. I could talk about this for hours. Are we enjoying the comparative analysis? We're 30 minutes in. How do we feel? Okay, so my definitive ranking is like definitely Raya, Hinge, Tinder, Bumble. But I also do want to highlight the fact that like me saying that I like the R word um, doesn't mean that I think that you guys should all literally go download it and try and get it. I don't think it's for everyone. I just think I happen to have matched with a lot of interesting people on there that I would not have matched with on other apps, but it's definitely, I mean, a friend of mine has it and she hates it. She ended her subscription. <laughs> so I think it's very unique to your preferences and what you're looking for. Whereas I'm just attracted to artistic creative people and there happens to be a lot more openly artistic creative people on that app compared to the other dating apps that I use because it highlights your skills and your interests a little bit more um, and your industry that you work in because like I said like it's a lot more like LinkedIn so this is my like don't go trying to get onto the app because I said that I like it like I don't think that it should be honestly like that's why I didn't I left it out kind of as this like fourth outlier instead of including it in like the top three because I just I don't think I think the issue with it is the like or the thing that makes it great is that it's not accessible to everyone but then the issue with it is the accessibility. Um, But anyways what I really wanted to discuss here was like my analysis now on on these apps and where I, this is my trend forecast for dating, okay guys? 
for myself, Solji's heart is open to a long-term relationship now. Could you imagine? Like, okay, if someone asked me to be their girlfriend right now, I'd say no. But I would say no after thinking about it a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, which is interesting. That definitely is coming with age. But I also think... I mean, my issue is always, I have ADHD, which means I get bored really easily. So that's why I fit in very well into the dating app scene, into the casual dating scene, because I need quick turnover. Like I need next, what's next, what's next, what's next? Um, And I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you know, I like talking. So like me on a first date, no fear. I feel great. I can talk forever. So that's just me personal. My trend forecast personally, I could maybe date someone long term. You know what I mean? Um, but I think so if we look at fashion, sorry, it's just because what I it's what I know. We're really shifting into this more conservative style of dressing. Um which is really in contrast to what's been trending the past five years of like sneaker culture and streetwear. Um And so, you know, I mean, you can tell in the way that we're not wearing, we're shifting from wearing sneakers to wearing loafers, from hoodies to maybe like an oversized button down shirt with a pair of slacks, kind of. We're like definitely looking more at like this kind of like office core style of dressing, longer skirts, but then when the skirts are mini, they're mew mew and they're pleated. You know what I mean? Like we're definitely, we're shifting. And I think with that, we also are shifting our mindset a little bit because now when we've been a little bit more, quite literally, for the streets, a little bit open to anyone, a little bit uh, dating around, a little bit casual dating, we've been wearing, guys, this is actually the perfect analogy. We've been wearing streetwear and have been for the streets when it comes to dating tell me I did not just slay that like the fact that my brain just came up with that like is actually insane I think it could be reworded even better but we'll get back to that another time we'll put it in the Instagram caption okay anyways what I was saying was we're shifting fashion wise into this more conservative style of dressing and I think that that's also going to change our mindset into um, a more refined we're just refining everything that we do so we're drinking a nicer natural wine we're prioritizing um specific movies over others we're listening to a specific type of music whatever that's how the trend cycle works culturally um and with that i think we're then gonna be shifting from being for the streets in our dating lives to uh being in more longer term committed um happy relationships instead of this situationship culture that we've been in. I think this is, I mean, it's trend cycle. It's a reaction to post-COVID. It's a reaction to back into the office, not as much hybrid or online working. Um, and overall, I think it's, it's also, I mean, Gen Z also really, we really control a lot um, in this, in this like weird kind of physical, digital, digital space, one may call it. And I think, um, you know, a lot of the older Gen Z spectrum are really, we're in the offices now, we're working corporate jobs, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I think that's also adjusting then how we, um, see dating. And it really makes you think. Okay, Bestie, actually one last thing before we finish off this episode that I do think also needs to be discussed is 
just because a just because I'm on Instagram.com does not mean that it's a dating app. You know what I mean? Like just because you can send me a message on Instagram and I will most likely see it does not mean that you can slide in my fucking DMs and send me some weird ass fucking messages just because you've seen me on a fucking other dating app. Or if if you haven't seen me on another dating app. Instagram is not a dating app. I hate how Instagram has changed into this like, I mean, especially for like, again, Gen Z, where it's like people like liking stories, hard eyes, swiping ups, whatever. I'm tired of it. Stop with that. It's embarrassing. Be fucking for real. If you're gonna, if you're gonna ask me out, ask me out. If you're not gonna ask me out, don't do any of that fucking bullshit. I'm so over this like tick, not TikTok, this like Instagram dating culture. Instagram is not a dating app. Instagram is a photography app. Okay. Instagram is for me to show my cute little outfits and repost Spotify songs onto my stories that no one cares about. That's what Instagram's for. Okay. I'm sick and tired of it. If you're going to message me on Instagram, no, if you're going to hit on me on Instagram, do something about it. Okay. Ask me out. Make it, make it something like that. Okay. Don't have this like, like story, like story, like story, swipe up pretty swipe up like no 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 I don't want that that's why I'm on four dating apps at one okay I'm not let's put that out there I'm not um but like there's dating apps exist let's keep the dating on the apps okay and if you see me on Instagram you think I'm cute ask me out okay don't play these I just it's I hate Instagram is not a dating app okay that's final closing sentence Okay, this is actually my final closing sentence. Sorry, I just had to get that little rant out of me at the end. Um, but yeah, that's my like full analysis, comparative analysis on digital dating in 2023. Um, How do you guys like it? Do you like these more research-based little think cap um, episodes? What like, and if you uh, weren't able to participate in the questions I put on Instagram earlier, I'd love to know how you feel after listening to this episode about online dating and all of that. Um, because I mean, it's honestly like people are like, I wish I could just like naturally meet someone at the bar. I'm like, it's just not happening, especially Gen Z. Like we have not grown up in the generation where you go up to a person, just like ask for their phone number. Like definitely that happens. But if you're actively trying to seek a date, it's much easier to download an app than to sit around at a bar and wait for someone to approach you or to get the guts to approach someone. You know what I mean? Um, And I think being on a dating app is just signaling out into the universe that you're single and then something can naturally come from it and something cannot. Um, But it's just it's it's like. I don't want to say it's a sad truth of life that you have to have a dating app, but I just think it's it's the natural progression of dating in the digital age that we live in. Um, and it's interesting to me. Um, so yeah, let me know how you feel about everything that we've discussed today, how you feel about the format of the episode. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed doing it, guys. Like I kind of want to do like more little like deep divey. I mean, this wasn't that deep. I could have gone much deeper. If you know what I mean, I could have done a little bit deeper, but, um, I tried my best. I also did this like in an hour. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed it. I love you. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Soldier Maya, the podcast on Instagram at Mooder by Pod. 
Follow me on TikTok too. That's also at Soldier Maya. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit my Instagram DM. Except if you want to date me, don't hit my Instagram DM. <laughs> Not to be aggressive. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, you're actually like the best.com. And yeah. I'll see you again next week. Hope you have a great weekend. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.